0: Hello and welcome to the I know nothing about beer podcast. I am your host Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. To the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast season four opener. Oh my goodness, it feels good to say that. How in the world are you doing out there in podcast land? I hope you're doing well. I've come to you from my little studio now that I can actually say, like, I have a studio. I mean, it's, it's a spare bedroom, but whatever. I'm calling it my studio. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode, especially, I mean, season four opener. I have a season four and that just kind of surprises me and makes me so happy so here we go um season four opener we have m from pints and panels if you don't know pints and panels altogether one word from twitter or instagram do yourself a huge huge service and go subscribe right now m is an amazing cartoonist she is a advanced cicerone she does these little panels of beer information which are awesome she is funny and quick-witted and just we had just such a blast talking and i wish we could have kept talking for another two or three hours but it was during the football seasons and she had football games to watch i don't remember i think it was something college i don't remember i'm sorry em i really am you're gonna listen to this and 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 go! Oh my goodness! This who is this dude? Why did I do this? Um, but um, <laughs> you had the sports to watch, as you could tell. You know, see how much I love the sports. <laughs> um, but M is going to be coming up in just a moment. Number two. Uh, number two. I was going to list these things, but whatever. Now we're going on to the next thing. Um, we have a Patreon for the I Know the Thing About Beer podcast, and I just screwed that up a little bit. Whatever. It's staying in. This is like take seventeen. Um. I've created a Patreon for this podcast. Uh, the reason why I did that was because um, I love doing this podcast and it's so much fun, but it does take resources between the drive, when I used to drive to places, but just, you know, between the the hosting fees, um, the equipment and things like that, uh, if, if you're able to help support me out, man, does it, it just makes a difference in just those little things that just take the extra time and extra money. Um, it really helps me make this content. If you like this content, if you want to keep going, man, it would be so helpful uh, to join up that Patreon. So all you have to do, patreon.com. I know nothing about beer, of course. Go there. There are two tiers. We've got a $5 dollars pint size thank you tier where you get invite to a private discord server for monthly AMA also in that AMA we'll decide on an episode that you would like for me to uh, go into maybe uh, an idea uh, a style something in the world of beer where I do a full episode just for our patrons and uh, yeah for patrons and this will actually this will continue even after season four is over so the patrons will have this whole other back catalog of episodes just for them Next we have the keg size thank you, which is the same as the uh, five uh, five dollar a month. that's a, the pint size thanks. Um, but the keg size thanks gets everything of that, but they also get an invite to a private bottle share at the end of the year 2021. I know it's a ways off, but I wanted to do that. I didn't want to promise anything when I didn't think that people would be just be able to come with all the whole CoVID thing. So uh, more on that later. Um, but if you like this podcast, if you're getting something from this podcast, if you're able to, please, 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 uh, support on the Patreon. If you're, if you're, if five dollars is too tight, I totally get it. Don't worry about it. Enjoy the podcast. If you could leave me a little five star on the iTunes, man, that helps out the podcast so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into this, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate each and every one of you who listens to this podcast. 2020 was a dumpster fire and this podcast especially season three uh it just was a highlight of the year for me so thank you so much for listening i love doing this and uh yeah cheers everyone hello everybody and welcome to the i know nothing about beer podcast how in the world are you doing out there in podcast land oh, i'm so excited right now so everybody here i've got a very special guest um i'm not big on the beer twitters i don't i mean i'm on it but i don't do a lot of commenting you know i i see things um there are very few people that i have alerts for but this is one of them m salter did i see your last name right oh it's solder solder so, yeah,
1: no, okay I, 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 don't worry
0: about it okay M. solder <laughs> uh you do these amazing beer cartoons you are and uh, let me make sure i got this right an advanced cicerone uh mm-hmm. beer judge author public speaker and i love this on your instagram dark loggers forever amen oh yes. M, so good to have you here welcome to the podcast
1: thank you for having me it's an honor to be on Thank you so much.
0: Oh no, I this honor is my I'm so excited to have you on. I discovered you, I think One of the few times that like uh, what's called Twitter does, you should follow this person. I was like, all right, cool. Who's this person? I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm in love. (laughs) This is so cool. Um, And instant follow could not, uh, you know, uh, I I love what you do. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. I want to get into what you do, but I want people to know a little more about you and uh, your own little personal history into craft beer.
1: Yeah. So uh, my name is M. Sauter. I live in Connecticut with my husband and our cat. Uh, I am a cartoonist and graduate of the Center for Cartoon Studies in White River Junction, Vermont. I graduated in 2011 with uh, MFA in cartooning. Mm. That is a real place. It is a real school. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful environment, especially being in New York. Mm-hmm. Or Sorry, New York. She's uh, Vermont.
2: Okay.
1: I had like one and a half years, and then I go <laughs> on a podcast, and I don't even know where geography is <laughs> anymore. Um Being in Vermont in uh, 2010 was really exciting for me because you've got um, opening of Hill Farmstead. You've got Von Trapp, Mm -hmm. a bunch of breweries that were just starting. And 2010 is kind of when craft beer starts picking up. So being in Vermont at that time was really, really exciting. And that's where I started Pints and Panels, which is my website. Mm -hmm. I started reviewing beer uh, basically as an excuse to drink. I really wanted to try beer Um, and I was excited about beer. I'd Mm -hmm. always been really into beer. I lived in Boston before that, and Boston's a great beer town. I lived really close to uh, the, what was it called? Sunset Grill and Tap, which is no longer with us, RIP, but it had 110 beers on draft, and Mm -hmm. it had really, really good food, and we would go, um, you know, this is the late aughts in craft beer, so it's a lot of big regionals here, like are like Harpoon, um, Otter Creek, that kind of stuff, but good high quality beer uh, hmm. we would drink a lot we would go on beer trips um when i lived in in boston and then i moved to vermont to get my i always loved to draw i drew my first person when i was 4
0: oh uh, <laughs> i've got i've it got a 4 called... year old so i am a little little dad connection right now I'm like oh i
1: yeah i love it was the first day of nursery school and i drew a stick figure and it was called peter at the bus stop and i remember being like <laughs> i, I drew a person And Mrs. Norman, my nursery school teacher, was very, very proud of me, I remember. And I was very proud of myself and um, just loved to draw. I didn't think I was a very good artist, um, so I would kind of try to copy. I read a lot of Archie comics in middle school. Hmm. And so my style is really based off of me trying to rip off like Archie and Veronica and Betty, Jughead. Okay. Um, And then that's where I just doodled a bunch and... Loved beer, loved cartooning, went to school for it, and then discovered the great beer of Vermont and started Pines and Panels just as an excuse to try some beers. Mm. And, you know, I was doing beer reviews for almost eight and a half years before I switched to education, but somewhat for me because mm-hmm. i wanted to learn more about beer
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know even you know people are always like well you're a beer expert and i'm like mm, no one's a beer expert because every day i learn something new about beer there is so mm-hmm. much to know about beer i have every comic that i draw i literally have my friends look at them who mm-hmm. are also advanced to around and i'm like what am i missing because mm-hmm. i know i'm missing something gotcha. and i have so many sources that like I look at before I publish anything, because that's my a big problem I have with the industry itself is that if you Google like, hey, I want to learn about ales mm-hmm. and you Google like what is an ale, you're going to get a bunch of websites that are going to tell you the wrong information. Mm. And it's super stressful when, for me as someone who's trying to teach people about beer, but at the same time, like also trying to learn about beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so when I Google something, I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs>
0: You're like, Google, why do you lead people down the yeah. wrong road?
1: Why would you do this? Like, it's just, it's,
2: huh.
1: I, I find it very stressful. So I'm, my my goal, so I, in learning, trying to go from reviewing beer in cartoon form to using cartoons to teach people, mm-hmm. my goal in pints and Panels is to always make sure that my stuff is incredibly accurate.
2: Mm.
1: Um, but then also it's incredibly easy to learn about beer even if you're at a level where you know a lot about beer, I want you to come away with something and like learn about it. I'm also incredibly positive when it comes to beer. Hmm. I always want people to be really excited about beer mm-hmm. and to celebrate it. I'm, I like, I, I drew a comic a couple of days ago where I was like, Mr. Rogers. And I said, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood for beer because I want to be kind of like that's one of my like heroes because i look at mr rogers and he has so much empathy and -hmm. like compassion to teach everybody about like things and i look at him and i'm like wow that's such a great hero and mentor Mm -hmm. for someone like me where i'm trying to teach you about beer but i want to do it in a very like thoughtful respectful and pleasant um way i am i want to be a very i'm i'm a very nice person i can't i really can't help myself (laughs) Like, people ask me something, and I'll be like, no, don't worry about me. How are you doing? Like, what can I do for you? Like, I can't help myself. Like, I always want, like, I want people to love beer as much as I do, and I want people to respect it and love it as much as I do. So Pints and Panels is now not reviewing beer anymore. It's all about teaching people, and there's different Mm -hmm. series that I do, from styles to learning about hops. Mm -hmm. I had ALBC for a little while, which was like, A is for ale, and B is for bright tank or whatever. I don't know. Oh, B is for barrel. Uh, hmm. Stuff like that, and I want people to always learn and know and grow with beer. Gotcha. Um, I also really want to be like a whole. Do you, oh, I highly recommend if you're on Twitter with which I, I you should follow Wholesome Moments.
0: Wholesome Moments.
1: It's just a really cute animal. <laughs>
0: wholesome moments okay
1: wholesome moments and that's the like i'm like ooh, no new wholesome moments um and that's what i kind of want to be for beer is a wholesome moment Mm. in the beer world because if you look at beer twitter it's there's a lot of there's some outrage and then there's some and then there's celebration Mm -hmm. and there's some other stuff too and i want to make sure that like i'm the wholesome moment
0: wholesome in your
1: twitter feed in your Twitter
0: feed, I mean, uh, uh, first off, I've just got to say um, that you're probably everybody's favorite friend when they have to move. If you're the too nice person, um, uh, I, I
1: can't re- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will help you move. <laughs>
0: I will help you move. Um, I I will
1: I will drink beer through most of it, <laughs> but I will help you move.
0: I I help people move, um, not because I I like moving, but because I hate it and i want to lessen this person's like torture in moving um, that is the
1: sweetest thing i've ever heard I, that is yeah like i like yeah.
0: I, I hate moving i really really no do one not like moving. moving and um, I'm pretty,
1: I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure we're going to just buy the house we live in now <laughs>
0: you're like just so we <laughs> so, don't have to move so we don't we, have to move <laughs> we are we are in the process of not moving but of thinking about moving and and all that other stuff and, um, my wife has convinced me that to move to, to hire movers this time, because I, she goes, for one, I just complain about it too much and I'm sorry, babe. Uh, she's not going to listen to this episode, not yeah. because of you, but because you know, of my podcast. Um, but if she does, she knows, like I whine about it a lot. So if she does listen to it, babe, there you go. Um, but two, it's just, it's just, I hate it so much. And she's like, just so like, okay.
1: Hiring movers is I'm going to let you know you should hire some movers or what we did was, we live in my husband's grandparents' house. This is the house his mother grew up in. Ah. Uh, and we're caretaking it gotcha. for him while um, his grandmother is still alive.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: lives in assisted living. So when they're trying to, the family will figure out what to do with the house. We're living in it at the time being. So when we moved, we did it very slowly. So like every weekend we would bring like fill our a couple boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. it was actually incredibly. And then we hired movers. For the big stuff for the big stuff and it was just like two dudes and they hired the u-haul and it was dirt cheap and it was like friends that my husband knew but like mm-hmm. not real. it was like the guy that was the bouncer at the bar he worked at and they were <laughs> i tipped them in like cases of beer and they loved every moment of it that's and awesome it was great like it was very helpful to have movers that. for the big stuff but every small stuff little by
0: little. That was the, like the way that we got through it. So. Gotcha. Um, I want to go back to your, um, pints and panels, uh, website. It is so, I love it. I think it is just such a cool Thank little spot. You. Um, it has your style all over it, which is so fun. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but I do have to take up one point. Um, Saison DuPont is my, one of my all-time favorite beers and you rated it not rated, it, but you commented as, and here's what I love about your little, uh, your reviews um, is that it's like a panel cartoon and it has a, a, a long vertical side where the half of the picture of the bottle is with, you know, uh, then six panels and it's you like describing the beer, what it would go with, which is so cool because it does such a good job of fitting in so much information into few words and um, awesome little pictures. Um, and I don't mean little, as in like like oh, they're such cute little pictures. But no, they're well done. But they give you a very full sense of what you're trying to convey. Um, but there's one panel that says, to be honest, I did not like Cezanne Dupont. It was bland and overhyped. It I that is that that hurt my heart. I'm just letting you know. I
1: that hurt, that hurts my heart too. Okay. So I'm gonna I, I will say that I think that we the comic was what 2011 yeah or so and. Palettes change, they so do. there are certain things that you. I don't. I used to really not like Rauch beers and like Schlankerla, like Bom- bomberg style smoke mm-hmm. beers, uh, and now I love them. I can't get enough of them.
0: I'm waiting then, for that day.
1: <laughs> you will get them. You will get them. I always try uh, them,
0: but I'm. I'm still waiting for that yeah. day. Yes.
1: Um. But so this is 2011. I just started the website, and you know, there's, there are reviews in there that I this is before I used to review beer poorly and I would review like Heineken poorly. And that's like, that's a cheap shot. Like leave Heineken alone. Um, whatever. But in 2013, I switched where I only mm-hmm. review beer positively because it is my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of, and then palettes are different. If there's some things that people really like and other people don't like, and no one should ever begrudge someone for not liking a beer. My thing is I, I give a lot of talks at local libraries And I always tell people that like you should drink what you like,
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: but get out of your comfort zone. And like guys will be like, I only like Bud Light, and I'm like, you know that's totally fine. You want to? My next door neighbor will only drink Bud Light. Literally, that's the only thing. And like we've bought her Bud Light. Like she's super nice lady. That's -hmm. all she wants to drink, and that is totally fine. That's her prerogative. Mm -hmm. But like, I want to buy her like a different light lager and be yeah. like well have you had uh there's a night shift brewing in massachusetts makes nightlight which is literally a bud light clone it tastes just like Bud light. Just like it's actually it. very very good and i want to be like have you tried Nightlight? you know just yeah. to be like oh and if you like that then maybe you'll like this or oh if you like light lagers, maybe yeah. you'll like that and as long as like people commit to getting outside their comfort zone mm-hmm. a little bit then i don't care what you drink you want to drink Bud Light all the time? That's that's your business. Like that's totally fine mm-hmm. because it's what you like, and it's beer. Yeah, but no. you know, as long as you get out of your comfort zone once in a while. But so I used to review beer poorly. I don't do that anymore because it's none of my business. Like what you want to drink.
0: <laughs> I, I I will say this. I don't think you judge the beer poorly um, because again, it is an opinion, and I think that's one of the fun things about beer and um, kind of diving into beer nerdery is that. Um there are 40 million people that are very happy to tell you what they think about a beer. I mean, we have untapped, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that uh that that these these big opinion places, untapped beer advocate, you know, the list goes on and on, are just it, it's exactly that. Here's what someone thought about it. And if you think okay. something different, Amen, um that should not hinder you from trying another beer. You know, absolutely. Now, some opinions can be wrong, like that one about, like, you know, saison uh, Dupont, and I'm fine with that. Um That's wrong. But...
1: That's wrong. I'm sh- I'm ashamed <laughs> that I would say something like that about Cezanne Dupont. That's embarrassing.
0: Um It's funny because I, as 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 much as I love being a beard nerd, there's um a certain uh, the I, I I try to call myself a beard guide. Because I don't want to be labeled so much. Uh, you know, I'm definitely a beer nerd and a beer geek. But the thing I don't want to be labeled as is a beer snob. You know, um, my, my quip is people always ask me, Alan, you know, what's your favorite beer? And I said a free one. You know, Shh. if you buy me a beer, that's my new favorite beer because you got you bought it for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I always think that there's, um, you know, opinions are a great place to start, but really, it's what do you think about it? And are you going to buy it again? Or is this something you're like, man, not my jam, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm looking at the one for uh, Cantillon Fru-Fru, uh, where you say, I want to marry this and be Mrs. Cantillon. And I was looking at that going, I so thought the same opinion. I don't care. You could call me Mrs. Cantillon all you want. I love that beer. It is one of my top five, like, ever. It's
1: a phenomenal but- beer, but I will say I had it in can- at Cantillon in 2019 mm-hmm. with my friends, mm-hmm and it was uh, it hadn't fully fermented Ooh. so it had a diacetyl problem oh no and it was such a it was such a bummer because that my friend is... had it and i was like oh man like but that was just i mean it happens yeah. you know and things happen like that when you have that's the, and that's another problem with beer where like you have bad draft lines or yeah. you have a bottle that bottle was obviously not good yeah, doesn't mean real, that cantone is bad. No, obviously no, no, no. not. That beer is phenomenal. So,
0: real, real quick, explain diacetyl for anybody that might not know.
1: So diacetyl is so I I always explain it as yeast have like a big party mm-hmm. and they like eat a ton. Yep. And they're like, we're gonna like gorge. And they, when they're gorging, you know, when you eat a lot, you like burp and whatnot. And when they burp, they burp up um, some byproducts that aren't super great like diacetyl. Mm. Uh, normally, once they're like getting rid... Re- normally, they clean up their mess, but sometimes they don't do a very good job. Mm. And the mess that they leave when they burp doesn't get cleaned up all the way. Uh, and diacetyl, normally it would get taken in again and then released as a as a flavorless compound called acetoin, which we don't taste. It uh, doesn't taste like anything. Mm. So that's diacetyl. diacetyl. So yeast just doing like kind of a crappy job of not cleaning up the mess they made.
0: And diacetyl, that's the butterscotch flavor, correct? Yes.
1: it's yeah. uh, In super high concentrates, it'll be butterscotch. Yeah. In lower, uh, it'll be like movie theater butter popcorn. And it also mm-hmm. can leave, it's also a mouthfeel sensation. It can leave a slickness. Slick. Yeah. Like an oiliness on your mouth. It's it's just um, not fun
0: all the way around.
1: No, I really, there's nothing worse than getting diacetyl. It, it can, low, low levels are okay in styles like Pilsner or Kell. In like, Czech lagers hmm. will have very low diacetyl. It's just in the yeast compound. It's just
2: Or, is what it is. Uh,
1: en- yeah, English-style beers can also have a really low level of diacetyl. Hmm. Um, just because the yeast is, is very quick, quick to finish,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, doesn't sometimes clean up the mess it makes. Gotcha. So that's what diacetyl is. And gotcha. so beers, normally, lambics shouldn't have diacetyl in it. It just no didn't clean up the mess then it made. yeah that's the you know because the yeast gets sleepy and then they're like i'm gonna take a nap uh <laughs> and sometimes they don't clean the mess they should that but they don't
0: yeah yeah sometimes sometimes yeast can be college roommates and that's just not it's just a fact of oh, life yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um now I, I wanted to ask you about your advanced cicerone um how did how long did it take you to get that how did you start down the road to you know cicerone and all of that um i i always forget the number of my certified beer server i have not taken the the level one test it's a it's a life goal to get to at least level one or i would love to be able to get to level two Uh, especially now that they did that whole division of like what used to be like level two is now level two and now level three um yeah but um, I would love to know um, how did you get? How did you go from liking beer into uh, becoming an advanced cicerone? And then also, is this work that you're doing with education is it connected any way with the cicerone program? Like with, with, with that program?
1: So it's um, I do a visual level one certified exam uh, syllabus. And I asked if I could do that, and they basically were like, yeah, you can always make a third-party thing. It's not with Cicerone. Okay. I really like everyone that works at Cicerone. They're a phenomenal organization. I technically should be taking the master Cicerone exam.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I should have taken that today uh, if we hadn't had a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would be in Chicago right now, probably pretty drunk um and probably hopefully in a good mood because this is my third time taking the master
0: oh gosh Um, i'm so sorry and and yeah oh oh that 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 truly makes my heart hurt i'm so sorry
1: that's i mean it it, you know things happen global pandemics normally don't happen but um i didn't think they were going to have the exam this year they've moved it to april of next year but i'm i'm pretty sure that's not going to happen which is fine yeah um so I, I do a uh, level one certif- uh, certified beer server visual syllabus, which is available for free uh, wow. on my website. Um, just l- And then if you want a PDF of it, mm-hmm. um, so you have them all in one place, it's $7 okay. on my gotcha. website. And Cicerone um, so was like, sure, just, you know, I had to put a disclaimer that they have nothing to do with it, which is totally fine. I, I just use their syllabus. So, But they were very supportive of it and i'll put stuff online they retweet it so it means that like they obviously like it which is good yeah um because i would never want to i really really enjoy what they do you know they're very pro education and pro people learning about beer in a very like relaxed and pleasant way Mm -hmm. so i would never want to like upset them in any way like i really love everyone that works there they're just really good people um so I learned about the Cicerone program, I think, in 2010, when it f- one of the first years it started.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I finally got my level one in 2011. Uh, I worked working at a beer bar in Oregon. Um, I moved out to Eugene, Oregon for a year just to... I'm a New Englander. Like, that's who I am. I'll always be a mm-hmm. New Englander. But I wanted to get out of New England because I knew I would never... If I never left, I would never leave. You would never
0: leave? Okay. And
1: that would be... I would just feel bad. I would regret that. So I moved to Oregon uh, for a year, which is fine. I don't particularly like the Pacific time zone because football starts at 10 in the morning. And that's just,
0: that's just <laughs> You're like too like, early. Wait, it's really early. So no,
1: because football, football is for you do all your stuff in the morning and then you sit down. And at one o'clock, you have a beer and then you put your feet up and then mm-hmm. you don't. Then you go to bed at like after Sunday night football. Um, That's what football is about. I love that. Not, not, you know, the game was over at like one, and I'm like, I have all day. Like, no. Um, So um, I lived there and I got my level one. And then I studied for my level two and got that in 2015, I believe. Okay. Was when I got that. And then I took the advanced. 2015 is when the advance came out because it used to just be three levels and then i took the advanced in 2017 okay. because and it, i didn't think i did very well mm. i took it i flew out to chicago i took it um when it was over i went to beguile brewing which is the brewery one of the breweries across the street from Cicerone headquarters in mm-hmm. the ravenswood section of chicago and i just stared at the beer and i was limp, like i and i was all alone it was just like a mess i was like <laughs>
0: you're you're just done
1: um i was like i don't even know what i did and then but i passed on the first try which is that's apparently awesome. really that was i was shocked i was very shocked
0: now for people that don't know the different levels very well or sure. at all you have the certified beer server which is an online okay. uh certification yes and that is something that is touted for if you want to serve beer if you want to be behind the bar pouring and that's a certification that says it's it's almost like a general like I know something about beer like mm-hmm. I have done something to show I am dedicated to craft beer enough to want to get a piece of a uh, take a test and it's you know it's long enough that and broad enough that you do have to study for it. Yes. Um, yeah, and you got to study. You do have to study for it and. It's timed, it is online, but there's nothing where if you spent your time trying to Google this, the answer's out, you would waste your time and mm-hmm. get, really, you would not be able to, I don't think you would be able to pass it. Um, then you have the level one, uh, certified Cicerone, and then you have...
1: Yeah,
0: that's the level two, yeah. That's the level two. Okay, so correct me. I'm, I'm certified beer server, and then... So level one is certified beer server, level two
1: oh, okay. is certified Cicerone, certified level Cicer- three is advanced Cicerone. Okay. And then level four is the master
0: is the master. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Then, then I, I had it wrong in my head. Okay. So you have, so then to certified Cicerone, uh, give an idea of like how the tests are different from like the, we'll say certified Cicerone cause we already talked about level one, but certified Cicerone mm-hmm. to the, uh, advanced Cicerone that you passed.
1: So the certified Cicerone is a four hour exam. So I think it's two to three hours of written. So mm-hmm. there's, a bunch of you know pair this food with this food there's multiple choice there's some short answer there's mm-hmm. like long form where it's like tell us everything you can about uh american wheat beers mm-hmm. you know and name some commercial examples but then there's a tasting portion where they'll put blind beer in front of you and they'll be like what flavor spikes are there mm-hmm. in these and there's a a, um, a word bank so you can kind of like pick gotcha you know, oh i think this is diastole um and then They'll put a beer in front of you and go, "Is this a Flanders Red, an American Amber, a wit a wit beer, or a Dunkel?" And you have to guess. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And then there's a fit to surf por- portion where they give you a beer and they go, "Is this a good example of a barley wine and why?" And you have to write it down. Okay. And then there's a video portion where they like videotape you taking apart uh usually it's a faucet like a pouring faucet from a tap and then you have to like put it back together and you go oh you know like this is where this goes and that and then you have to know all the names mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, and that's the certified level so level two uh the advanced is double that so it's eight hours it's three six hours of like essay and written two tasting panels and then two world so like they'll put you in a room with Ray Daniels, who founded Cicerone, and oh go, goodness, "All right, today we're going to talk about insane. porters." <laughs> and I go, "I go, all right, we're going to talk about porters." And I'm like, "All right," and he goes, "Explain the difference between a an English porter and an American porter." And I'm like, "Well, you know, American porter is punchy." And he goes, "Punchy, punchy, what's that word? Punchy, what does that mean?" And he just kind of like, "You get grilled by me. Ray Daniels, and was, yeah." And I was like, "I don't know, Ray." You know,
0: punchy. Punchy. Come on, Ray.
1: <laughs> Come on. Um, and then they give you they give you a, a beer and they go, Is mm-hmm. this a good example of a porter? And I'm like I was like, I don't know, it tastes like a stout. I think this is a stout. And it ended up being Founder's Porter, which is actually on the, on the scale, kinda of high alcohol and like pretty roasted foreign American porter, mm-hmm. but it's still American porter. And I was like, damn it, I said it wasn't a you know, I thought it was a stout. <laughs> So, and then that's the advanced, so it's a whole day. So it's like nine to five. Yeah. Um, And there are only a hundred and, they haven't done the advanced in a while because of the pandemic. So I think there are only 130 or 121 advanced Cicerone's in the world. Yeah. And only only 25 of them are women. Someone asked me that question. So I went and I checked. So there are only 25 women advanced Cicerone's. That's... And I'm pretty sure I know all of them because <laughs> that's just, you know, once you, we were like, I don't know. I'm really good. There's only two advanced owns in Connecticut where I live, and it's myself and my friend Max. And he's like one of my very, very good friends. He's gotcha. also one of the smartest people I know. So um, it takes a lot to be an advanced. And then there's the master, which is there are only 19 mm-hmm. masters. Nin- I took it last year, and there were 19 people that took it. And only one person passed. Wow. Um, And that was his third attempt, Joe Vogelbacher, who owns a brewery in North Carolina, who is incredibly smart and dedicated and um, just a wonderful person. So I was like, when he passed, when I found out he was the only one that passed, I I was so happy for him. That's awesome. But it was, it was. I felt like it was harder last year than the first time I took it because the first time you're like, ah, it's the first time, like I'm definitely gonna fail, and you just kind of go in, and then the second time it's like, well, this is serious, so
0: you're like, 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 look, look, I don't want to do this again, like it's been too much. Um, Yeah,
1: and then usually, usually it's it takes most people it takes three times.
0: Gosh, that's that's crazy. Um, I uh, I, yeah, I I just looked up my little uh uh CVS form. Um, I'm number 1684. Um, okay, I got mine on July 30th, 2010. So it, yeah, 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 I've had it for there a little are, while.
1: I think there are over a hundred thousand now. Wow. CBS. There are a lot. Yeah. Well, it's there
0: also are a become. Lot of who are it's also just become the standard for like if you want to be behind the bar, this is something you should you should get.
1: Yeah. And it's a good, it's, if you're looking to get it for a career in beer, mm-hmm. it's a great thing to have on your resume. You know, it, it proves that you're serious. Yeah. So I always tell people like, yeah, it's what, 70 bucks, you know, save up a little and take the test. Take the I, mean, test. That's, I took it, I took it in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, on a, I had a sick day. I did not work that day at the bar. I got like, a really bad cold. Mm. Um, and I took it and I was like, Oh, you know, like let's, give it a try. And then I passed and I was like, Oh, thank God. And I didn't do, I remember the beer they had me talk about or like the thing I got was like bitters. And I was like,
2: "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> like
1: I don't, I didn't do super well. Hmm. I remember I, I passed, but, but barely, you know, and that's the, you know, just because you don't, I always tell people like, you don't know everything about beer. No. So don't act like you do and always learn and always be humble about it. Because, you know, I, I, I I barely passed level two. I barely passed level three. I got you need an eighty to pass. I on an eighty both times wow. for level two and level three. So, you know that's mm-hmm. it's a hard test and just study and then constantly keep learning. I mean, it's, you just gotta keep learning. That's the that's the key.
0: Um, I really like that because I, I I've said this on the podcast before, but um, part of the reason why I called my podcast "I Know Nothing About Beer" is the more I find that I, I quote, learn about beer, like pe- talking to you and just learning about like the, the Cicerone exam and diving deep into beer reviews and things like that, the more I just realize just how much I don't know and how much more there is to know. So the more I feel like I learn about beer, the more I feel like the, the well just gets deeper and there's just more to explore. That makes me so excited that it's never something that, I'm ever going to fully like know everything about because there's always something new, always something beyond the horizon to, to seek and explore uh, within the world of beer.
1: Yeah, and that's the best part about beer is that it's infinite. You know, there's always the people who pretend they know a lot about beer are the people that usually don't know anything about beer, and that's the stressful part is that if you you've got to leave an open mind mm-hmm. to the to the evolution of beer. I mean, beer is constantly changing, and if you blinders on to the knowledge, the technology, the new styles, then Mm -hmm. you're missing out on such a great aspect of beer culture. I mean, it's really exciting to see where beer is going to go. And I like, I, I tweeted that and then a lot of people were like, Oh sour hard ciders and or sour seltzers. and I was like, Cool, bring it on bring that on. That sounds great, you know, like
0: I could just that's... hear that I, I know the exact voice that you're talking about, like, oh yeah, it's probably sour hard cider, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's like, All right, whatever, then cool, then don't drink it. You know, that's the some things this is um there's Jeremy Danner who's a who's a big um beer twitter guy and he gives very good advice where some things aren't for you mm-hmm. and i really take that to heart when that you know there are beers that i don't like but they're not for me that doesn't mean they're bad yeah and it doesn't mean that they're inferior to the things that i like correct and I, i've always I that was one of the things that i read when um i saw that on twitter and i was like that is such great advice for the beer world some things aren't for you you know like there's people that brew with like chicken or whatever and like you i don't really the want the second
0: that. person to talk <laughs> about brewing with chicken that i've I talked to it. in the last couple of weeks and i've been like I what know. i had no idea there was even this thing yeah. about brewing with chicken
1: there's a there yeah i you can i don't know, you can brew with anything like sprinkles or i don't know, glitter and all that or you know there's i have a friend who's a brewer at a local brewery and they do a lot of like purees and like the Mm -hmm. fruited stuff. And he's like, I don't like this kind of stuff, but I'm like, go to a different brewery then like, you know, find a place where that's not for you, you know, find a brewery that they want to brew the beer that you want to brew and brew with them. That's the, like you, there's just some stuff's not for, they're not, they're not doing a bad job. It's he wants to do something different and no one's wrong or right in the beer world. That's the, as long as you're brewing a high quality Clean
0: product—that's yeah. the key. I I feel like um, that beer, like so many other things, like music, runs into short-term nostalgia. You know, um, because for one, the beer—the beer world is still young, the the craft beer world. I'm going to say in America is still very young. You know, um, depending on how you want to age it, you could say craft beer started. In the late 70s, early 80s with like Anchor Steam and a couple other, you know, the smallest here in Nevada and the couple yeah, of few, Sam Adams. Sam yeah. Adams, Yuling, things like that, that, you know, um, want that kind of got, you know, started up and reborn in the 80s. Um, you could say that, you know, craft beer started like in the 90s with the, the West Coast and the, uh, you know, the Colorado And the Oregon where, you know, Oregon, Washington, Northwest were like, it exploded. And you had Stone and New Belgium and all these other, you know, uh, on the East Coast, you had Dogfish Head, which now are kind of like, I almost feel like people think of them as like legacy breweries, even though they haven't been around much longer than, what, 25 years at max. So I think there's this sense of like short-term nostalgia that wherever you got into uh, craft beer, like that's like the great time of craft beer and that as that changes and evolves um you're left going like well that's not the the way it should be because that's not the way i had it when i was you know what i was learning about it when i was discovering it when i you know felt that it was like oh this was such a great new taste or this was so good tasting because it may have been the first time that you were experiencing those flavors
1: beer is a very evolutionary product so I always say that it's moving much quicker now than it was. But if you look back at like 1842, which is like a crazy time in beer, where you've got Vienna Lager, Märzen, the modern Märzen that we know now, mm-hmm. um, and German or and uh, Czech Pilsner, and the Czech Pilsner takes off, and people are obsessed with it, which begets the German Pilsner, which begets Helles, which begets Dortmunder, which Then there's like Kolsch and German Pilsner and all those styles Mm -hmm. Uh, that took about 60 years. So now you have like, you know, things changing super rapidly where 2010, everyone's obsessed with like West coast stuff. And then three years later, the new England comes out and slowly starts making its way from Vermont, Massachusetts um, back to, you know, where I live in Connecticut, someone orders an IPA. It's, it's new England. Yeah just it's labeled an ipa it doesn't it's not labeled new england ipa it's just an ipa it's probably going to be hazy um is that bad no i i tend i really like new england ipas um and that starts to move and then there's certain other styles that show up and then people start adding lactose there's the milkshake ipas yeah and then there's different hop varieties and stuff and it's You know, people always want to point fingers and be like, well, that's wrong. And it's like, no, there's, you know, you want to drink a double IPA that's clear, then go drink Torpedo from Sierra Nevada Mm -hmm. or, you know, Pliny if you live on the West Coast or a bunch. There's a ton of other beers that are there for, you know, we brew, I, I, so I work part time at a brewery in Eastern Connecticut called Fox Farm uh, and we brew a West Coast style pale ale that's kind of a like New England take on Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Okay. Um in that it's it's has a it doesn't it's not hazy. There's a sheen to it. Okay. Um it's not filtered. Uh we don't filter our beer. Um but it's very like bold and dry and similar to New England uh to Sierra Nevada.
2: Hmm.
1: Um and like, we love it. It's super good. And like old school, we brewed a dark mild, you know, but mm. the bulk of our beer, oh, excuse me, is, um, New England IPAs because that's, you know, you give the people what you want. So you can, mm-hmm. you can put in that extra horizontal lagering tank so you can boom more mouth beer, which is what we did. Um, and that's the I guess the point of my my the point I'm trying to make is nobody's wrong in what they want to drink. You know, yeah. let let people. I'm one of those people that's like drink what you want. And you know, in our fridge at home, we you know, we have everything from the macro. We're a we're a high life Miller Lite household. When it comes to <laughs> in the summer, uh, the we summer discovered- you. Yeah, Yeah. we discovered truly lemonade, and those are really good. Um, (laughs) we drank a lot of those. Um, you know, my my wife
0: likes the truly black cherry, so I do know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: we're a truly household. Um, uh, we really like natter days that strawberry lemonade natural light, those are really good.
0: Can I tell you? (laughs) I can I tell you how much I love that. I'm talking to advanced bad that's like natter days. Yeah, they'll take oh,
1: yeah, no, you that's. I love that. If, you're gonna, if you look at the Cicerone like people, and like they're in the summer, like it's all they're at the bar in Chicago and they're drinking Truly lemonades. Like <laughs> they want to drink what they're gonna drink, and no one's gonna tell them like they're wrong. Yeah. Because that's not what beer's about. No one in beer should ever be like, "Well, you're wrong for liking this. That's that's goofy and mm-hmm. just kind of frankly like bad manners." So, I mean you know, everyone's like, oh, what's your, you know, they always want to ask me, like, beer stuff, Thinking I'm going to be, like, highfalutin, and, like, you know, I've got favorites that I, and most of my favorites are classics, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Duval, Orval, yeah. uh, Alligash White, you know, these these are beers that I will, like, always gravitate towards. Um, but I always want to go to, bur- you know, there's a brewery, so I live in New Britain, Connecticut, it's an old factory town, about 75,000 people live here, and we have two breweries. And one of them is Alvarium, and Alvarium brews the, like, hype, the you know, the juice box style mm-hmm. kettle sour that's green that looks like ecto-cooler from the 90s. Um, and I'm like, I don't want that. That's not what I want. But you know what I do want? I want their phenomenal, super traditional alt beer.
0: Mm. Oh, man, I love alt beers. Not enough and people making alt yeah. beers, yeah.
1: And that's the best thing about, you know, you get them into the door where they like brew with graham cracker and, you know, people wait yeah. in line for it. And that's what they want to drink. But then, you know what? They also brew a pre-prohibition style Pilsner. Um, that's an original recipe from a brewery that used to be in this town until like 1940 or something like that hmm. called Cremo Ale. And I'm just like, yeah, hit me with the, cream the Ale. Cremo Ale. Wow. And they do a dark version of it. So dark lagers. Um and that's the, that's what I love about that brewery so much is that like it caters to everyone, you know, like beers for everyone. You want the pastry, graham cracker and vanilla, mm-hmm. they got you. But if you want that, you know, they make a really good traditional Hefeweizen that's really good called work mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal. Um, and they make hazy stuff too and their hazy stuff is excellent. So that's the like best part about beer is that like it kind of caters to everything like when people when i give talks and people are like i don't like beer and i'm like tastes like chocolate <laughs> no you like
0: beer you know i and i i get what you're saying i there is um when when i've had i've had more than a few friends say i don't like beer and almost all but one i've had them find i've found a beer for them and i don't know if this one person is just like absolutely like does not like anything that i've given them or has just decided that beer is not for them and if the word beer is attached to the beverage it is just never going to pass you know
2: i mean
1: yeah some people just they that's fine and that's their prerogative um when people come into before the pandemic people would come into the tasting room and they, they were obviously dragged there by like a spouse or a family member and they would go, oh, I don't like beer. And I would sit with them, even if we're busy, and I would walk them through every beer we had. Because we brew a pretty, we've got usually two lagers on draft. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, usually a dark beer. So like a brown ale or like yeah. a stout or, um, or a porter. And then we have a bunch of IPAs with different, you know, ones are drier than others. Citrusy, tropical. Uh, and then we do mixed fermentation. Um, usually we have one or two mixed firm, firm beers on. So they're sour mm-hmm. uh, or tart. Sometimes they have fruit in them. And so I can like, sometimes, I think it's, there was one woman that was just like not feeling it at all, and the, she And that was the only person I couldn't break through to. But usually yeah. like not like 95% of the people I talk to always find something they're like, oh, I didn't know beer could taste like that. And I'm like, that's having... With beer, as in with life, having an open mind is, you know, couldn't be world changing. Yeah. So. And that's the, that's the thing with beer is I'm like, well, at least you know, in trying something, you know, getting outside that comfort zone is is very important.
0: I, I used to pour, and that was one of my favorite things to do, um, if, if if I had the time. We but yep. we had 103 beers on tap, so I couldn't go through each and every one of them with them. But we kind of yeah, had that, we, would... that had to take a little while. We had uh, the first like three to four. Um, there was like a, a nano brewery on site. It was like a one barrel system, and so we would almost have something on top of ours of of whatever the the, the place that I worked at uh, Wade's. It mm-hmm. was the Sundowner Brewery, and um, it was so fun when someone came in and said, look, I, I don't dig any of this. Just give me a, a you know Miller Lite. I'm like, I'm sorry. We don't have anything like that, any of the major brands here. But I could give you a splash of this and a splash of that, and you tell me what you do or don't like about that, and we can go from there, and I'll find you a great beer. And nine times out of ten, if I gave them a splash of like, you know, if they were like, oh, I'm Bud Light person, I'd give them, we always had a blonde on tap, and then I'd give them <laughs> like, you know, one of the other, you know, Uh, breweries in the area that made like a lighter style beer Um, nine times out of 10, one of those two was like, Oh, this is great. What is this? And I'm like, Oh, that's our house blonde. Like, let me pour you a pint. And then that was it for them the rest of the night. That was all they were drinking. I love that. Cause you just get, you see someone just kind of discover something new. Um, and the educator side of me—I um, used to, in a former life—I was an educator, and so that just always made me so happy to see someone like someone's eyes light up and go, "Oh yeah, that's great! Never knew this could do this."
1: It's a really good feeling. Yeah, like it's a really, really good feeling, and I feel that way when I get emails about my comics. Or I talk to someone after a talk I've given Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they want to talk about beer. They want to go, oh, you know, um, in the 80s, I went to Germany on vacation with my husband. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to this brewery. Have you ever heard of, you know, and they want to tell you about their experience because beer is really good with experiences. There's, you know, places I've gone where the beer is for, you know, we're somewhere and beer is first and foremost in what we're, we're doing and it mm-hmm. heightens the experience. Yeah. And that's the best part about beer is when you get to hear people talk about the things that they love about beer and you can go, Oh, I get it. Me too. I, I know what that's like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just a really, you know, beer is all good. <laughs> for the Most. Part. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's, it's great. And I, mean, I, watching people being excited about beer and drinking it and talking about it and being positive about It's something that I like to live for. That's, the, that's, that's why I'm here.
0: I love so. that. I love that. And um, you, I, I can hear the passion in your voice um, in you. this, like it's, it's very apparent. Um, I, uh, you know, I love, I could have started this podcast on a couple of different things. And I, I love that I, that beer is, is the route that I went in, Um, Not that there are other subjects that I'm not very passionate about, but I love being able to talk to people about beer because uh, beer is, I'll I'll put it this way. When I I used to, when I poured, um, we poured beer and wine and um, having gone to many, many a a wine tasting in you know, at a a winery or whatever, there's a different sense of, I don't want to say community, but... When I've been to a place that focuses mainly on beer, there's almost a camaraderie, whereas when I've been to a place that mainly focuses on wine, it's much more insular, I'll say. Um, I just, I, I don't know. There's just a feeling about beer that makes you, makes community happen just a little easier. I don't know why, but that's just my it's own little personal experience. Not that beer, wine beer, places beer. are not bad. They're not bad. I've enjoyed them, made friends at them. But there's just a different feeling, I think.
1: There's a really easy entry with beer. I think it's the price point with beer. That is
0: one thing, yes.
1: Um, beer, is, you know, you can bo- go into, you know, there's top notch beers like Roachford Eight. A bottle of Roachford Eight is five mm. bucks. Yeah. And that's a top tier beer. And a bottle of Orval is five bucks. You know, these like great examples. Of some of the best beer, you know, a four pack of Bitburger German pills is five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's incredibly cheap um, for a classic style of beer. Um, mm-hmm. Beer can be expensive, um, and there is a lux- There is starting to be a luxury component, especially when you get into the hype stuff.
0: Um, yes, the the sit overnight for the beer, and then yeah, yeah. There's the whole other, and that as much as fun as I would like to get into that. I um, No, no, that's just, yeah, no. I,
1: I, yeah. I, you want to do that. That's totally fine. I'm never going to fault anyone for getting excited about beer. Um, but you can go to a, a beer store and, and if you have a really good one in your area and everything is, you know, put in mm-hmm. your cooler and the, and whatnot, you can find some really great, you know, a bottle of, a can of Rödenbach is five bucks. You know, the Rödenbach is the preeminent Flanders red style. I mean, yes. it's just, that's how how cool is that that you want to try the best of the best. It, it is bucks. available
0: to you. Yes,
1: it's incredibly available. It may not be in the best shape. Um, mm-hmm. Always look at Best Buy and Born on Dates, people. Um, yes. Luckily for Belgian beer styles, you've got
0: you get a little more grace uh, with that. You
1: have a lot. You have a lot of time, uh, and Orval especially.
0: Oh
2: gosh,
1: uh, I that'll chain. You'll open Orval that's fresh versus an Orval that's five years old and it's, it'll be completely different and it's a fun experience. Yeah, um, yeah, so sure. that's the best part about beer is, is it's cheap and plentifulness. And I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of community that it fosters, not to say that beer people are cheap. That's not what I'm saying, but there's a lot of things that you can try with not a lot of money in your pocket. Um, if, and then you can go to a local, you know, I live in a town of 75,000 people and I have two breweries within a 10 minute not least five breweries within a 10 minute drive of my house
0: hmm. that's awesome
1: uh, which is you know most places now in the country have it, it, access to local the local group the local brewery
0: it, it is getting um i think this i think i i heard this maybe a year or two ago but we are getting to the point of pre-prohibition um, I believe we've brewery passed brewery saturation yeah. if, if not passed yeah
1: um uh, It's because that's back in the day when the town, every town, because of the lack of like technology and whatnot, things and travel was every, you know, every town or big city had at least a brewery um, that would help everyone help its own. So, and we kind of have that now where, you know, it was, I moved back to Connecticut in 2012 and there were 11 breweries and nine years later, there are 111 breweries. Gosh. So yeah. and there are breweries that people are like, "Oh, I, I work at so and so." And I'm like, "Our state, you can drive across in like an hour and a half. I've never heard of that brewery." Um and it's pretty exciting to see them like change mm-hmm. from that and then going and being able we just got 3 Floyds in our state oh, last week. Oh, very cool. Uh which is like what I can go to my local liquor store and buy a zombie dust. Uh, that's crazy talk. Uh, and we got alchemist came in as well. Ugh. So we got focal banger and Hedy topper, so uh, which cool. is madness. We, um,
0: we in we in Texas. Um, we are we are. I, I say we're about five or ten years behind California because that's where I, I grew up, and I that's kind of like where I grew up, but also like grew up in beer. And mm-hmm. I the way that I see. California what I was getting into beer and the explosion that I was seeing then right before I moved is now what I'm seeing here in Texas so yeah it's... and Texas
1: Texas has a great and that's the best thing about beer is that you used to be able like five years ago be like oh so-and-so has a great beer scene but really everywhere has a good beer scene now we've come to that point where yeah. Connecticut you know Connecticut would always kind of get overlooked um, when I turned 21 we had four breweries this was this was 2004 and we really didn't have the a beer scene. We had okay beer. Um, mm-hmm. But you'd have to drive all the way to like Willimantic, which was like two hours from where I lived on the other side of the state to go to this brew pub and this whole post office where uh, uh, <laughs> that is uh, my phone telling me that I'm going to, that's going to okay. die
2: soon. Gotcha. But not
1: where we got 10. I got, okay. I got plenty of time. It's, okay. Ignore, ignore the scary noise. Um, But now that, the, like now that in Connecticut, I mean, it's everything's completely different. 16 years later, we've got, you know, there are the, the brewery that I work at Fox Farm is in a town that's got that I had never even heard of before hmm. until I started working. I was like, we Salem, Connecticut. That's a, you mean Massachusetts? So I love it. it's, it's a, it's a real change from like, everything's kind of evolving. So, and it was fun to see that living in Vermont, seeing that change in 2010, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, to moving to oregon and seeing portland you know be a real epicenter of western west coast craft beer so the big ipas yeah. big hops big ibus big bitterness it, um so
0: it, it went from like how bitter can we make a beer to how juicy can we make a beer it went from yeah. like how many pine cones can you fit into how many pineapples can you fit in yeah. I, that's what I, I feel we, we went from um it's, that's That is absolutely correct. So we're coming up to the end of the time and I am, I feel like I could just chat with you the the rest of the night and that would be very fun, but your phone is about to die. And I want to respect a phone's battery. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, no. That that it was uh... totally fine. Um, but um, I really thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been so much fun. I hope this is not your last time on this podcast. Um, and I really yeah. ho- I-, I hope that you know um, the master cicerone. Uh, good, best of luck on that. That is an insane thank task. Um, I kind of give the last part of the of the podcast to the guests. Is there anything that you would like to uh, promote? Uh, I know you have an Instagram, and I, I only knew you on Twitter, and then I was like, wait, you probably have an Instagram, so you just got a new follower. Um, oh, Instagram thanks. and Twitter. Is there anything else that you'd like to promote? Uh, the, the mic is yours.
1: Cool. Well, um, I've got a couple new projects coming up. Uh, if you're interested in studying for the Level 1 Cicerone, I do have the, my, all my comics are available on the Education, uh, it's the, um, education Beer Archive on mm-hmm. my website. There's a tab at the top. Uh, click on that. If you're interested in getting it in an entire PDF, you can buy it in my shop uh, on the shop tab on pinesandpanels.com. at $7. Uh, Christmas is coming up. So if you're interested in, uh, I do cr- uh, cards, I do commissions uh, where I'll draw any beer you'd like. Um, and $10 of that goes to the Michael Jackson foundation scholarship fund to get oh, more. That's so um, cool. Yeah. To get more uh, people of color into the industry yeah um so that is as well so ten ten dollars of that goes to um that foundation as well that was started by garrett oliver and oh, i'm totally blanking on his name the guy that teaches distilling in scotland oh he's so cool oh
2: that's
0: embarrassing um uh, I, I i knew garrett oliver off the top of my head but i still don't know who the other person is so i'm, so I'm with he, you on that he,
1: yeah the name the scholarship He's a distiller, um, a distiller in um, the UK, and Mm. um, he helped Garrett, too. So there'll be a distilling scholarship and a brewing scholarship. Awesome. Um, So there's that. Uh, I also have a Patreon. um, So that's one of the reasons why comics, my comics can be free, uh, is in part thanks to my supporters at Patreon. Um, If you sign up for my Patreon, it's three bucks a month, uh, which is not expensive at all uh i will draw you into i'm working on a new book called hooray for beer which is going to be published by brewers publications yay
2: congrats insane
1: that is amazing i was very excited um to talk to them about um publishing a book i remember going to the great american beer festival and seeing their bookshop and seeing meeting um stan veronimus and Garrett oliver John Palmer and all their writers and being like, whoa, that's so cool. And now they're is, publishing my book and I'm like, "That is amazing. Oh my God, <laughs>
2: I can't believe
1: it. Uh, even talking about it. I can't, I, it still hasn't. Really I hope
2: you're smiling right now.
0: It. Cause that's an amazing have, feat. Yeah. I
1: was, it's so I have not started writing it, but I'm trying to write all my Patreon or draw all my Patreon uh, supporters into the book um, as a thank you for helping visual beer education so if you're interested in doing that, um, the link for my Patreon is on my website. Uh, there's a tab at the top. Um, I have new content every day. Um, so if you go to my website, there's different places you can learn about hops. You can learn about mm-hmm. um, styles. Uh, the, I do a um, Beers I'm Glad I Exist for every Tuesday I draw a beer that I really love. This week it was Rodenbach Grand Cru. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's local stuff. Sometimes it's, you know, timeless favorites. Um, there's always something to learn at, at my website and i hope that uh you'll check it out and um learn something about beer because that's um, why i'm here
0: um personally i am going to be passing off your link your url to my wife and saying hey guess what um there are some panels that i would love or maybe a commission that would be really great of a bottle of cantillon or a saison dupont or i and I, I was looking through your store and you have a, a print of um oh my goodness i'm blanking out on it now, right now um i see the i could uh not the pale ale um it is a pale ale i'm oh, sorry of anchor steam and yes. that is my my desert island beer um i so, love anchor steam uh it is if i had uh, people have asked me like if you had one tap for the rest of your life my anchor steam just that's it i'm good it's just a
1: it's a great food beer it's It's a great great just like it's just a really good especially when you can drink it in san francisco where it's incredibly like i last time i was in san francisco was for pliny the younger
2: oh okay Uh,
1: i had a good friend that lives in um the petaluma Mm -hmm. santa rosa area and so i stayed with him and he took me to plenty of the younger day so i could try it and on my way home i the flight was like final boarding and i was like oh i got enough time for it because i hadn't had my anchor steam <laughs> i want fresh anchor you're steam. you're like i'm
0: getting my anchor and i steam. was
1: like i was like that plane can wait five minutes and literally like drank the anchor steam and ran and the, all the stewardesses <laughs> were like come on um so i was like oh. and they just like closed the door behind me i was like i'm sorry oh, I had to get the fresh anchor steam. It's just, there's nothing.
0: There really isn't. There's nothing. No. There's really
1: nothing. And by the time it gets here, it's not fresh. It's yeah. still fine, but it's not as good as it is in San Francisco. It's
0: always, if you haven't had it, it's worth trying. But if you can get it fresh, it is a it's such a good experience. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, M, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you. This has been such a blast to talk to you. Um, there's, there's so much more I, I had, like, I want to talk to you about, but I'm like, I, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, thank you again for doing this. Everybody, please check out pintandpanels.com. Find M on Pints and Panels on Twitter and the Instagrams. M, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really appreciate
1: thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, this was a lot of fun. Anytime.
0: Thanks.